This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Familiar faces, Anthony Fury and Andrew Clark have joined us. The Sound and the Fury panel. Anthony from Sun Papers is a national columnist. Andrew Clark, contributing writer for the Globe and Mail, an award-winning journalist, screenwriter, author, and number one fan of the San Francisco 49ers. Gents, how are you doing this afternoon? I am. The 49ers are 8-0. I'm very good. <laughs> you know, they're ranked number one right now in the NFL. They're great. Fabulous defense. Maybe, yeah, it, it is a fabulous defense. And, uh, you know, New England had one as well until uh, they ran into uh, the Baltimore Ravens last week. Hey, by the way, uh, I know you're a big fan, San Francisco, number one in your heart, number one in your program. How come Colin Kaepernick is still not playing in the NFL? That's a great question. That is the question. I mean, Colin Kaepernick is a good quarterback on a good team. So he's a good system quarterback on a good team. He belongs backing someone up, but he's been he's been prohibited. He's been blackballed. They decided he's not going to play in the NFL, and that's it. So there's collusion amongst the owners. Well, it's not been proven, but it certainly looks that way. And I mean, he he settled that case. He sued them for collusion, and it was settled. So we, I don't know that we ever got the full details of that. But I mean, I was I was at the the game that he first sat, uh, you know, or knelt or just sat. He was to, sitting. Yeah. No one even noticed. It was just a whole thing that was brought up later, and then he decided to make a statement, and um, the NFL. Uh, came down the way they did, which, you know, I, I don't think it served them well. But I think, uh, you know, there were other elements in Colin Kaepernick's career and, and his play. So it's a double whammy. I mean, he, he was a great quarterback on a good team. He uh, should come to the CFL. I, he'd light it up. I don't think he wants to. And, I mean, oh. he's been out of the game for so long, I don't know that he could he could come back now. Although they say he's working out and playing all the time. I mean, there's no when you look at the guys they're putting out there, there's no way Colin Kaepernick should not be on a team. That would be my guess. Anyway, you know, uh, when it comes to these kinds of statements, you know, earlier this week uh, at the White House, the Washington Nationals, who just won the World Series, they all showed up except for one player, uh, you know, one of the pitchers. And what was interesting to me was uh, some of the players actually had MAGA hats on and were congratulating <laughs> Donald Trump. What does that do for them? I mean, is it that toxic in America, Anthony? Uh, I, well, you know, you see some teams boycott, other teams go up and, and don the MAGA cap. So I guess you got a flip side. And hey, that's, you know, that's America, I guess, depending on what state you're from and so forth. So we're seeing that. And the thing about Kaepernick, the other thing, you know, what happened to Kawhi Leonard? I thought he played in the NBA. Apparently he still has a contract. But he's choosing to not play. A hundred million dollars is is this contract? I mean, I don't get this. You know, you're going to the the 49ers. You want to see the star players out there on the field. It's like you go to Guns and Roses. Oh, sorry, Axel's not feeling well. He's taking. <laughs> there'd be a riot in the street. You'd have to bring out uh, the mob squad to deal with that. You raise a great point uh, because he's sat out the last game, I guess, and uh, he's choosing instead to play against Portland. This is Kawhi Leonard now with the Clippers in Los Angeles not playing in marquee matches because this load management thing is carrying over into, I guess, his new uh, iteration, I'd be pissed too, wouldn't you? I mean, seriously, if you're paying big cash money, it would be like the Leafs sitting Austin Matthews and you go to the game, uh, maybe you have one one chance in a lifetime to go to a Leaf game and they sit the superstar. That's not on. No, and that happens. And there, there are kids whose entire like fandom of a team are ruined because that thing happens because a star player says, yeah, I'm not going out this time where they bench the guy. Look, I get you've got an injury that will be seriously exacerbated if you play the next day or two. So just take the two days off kind of thing so you don't have to take the month off. I mean, we all get that equation. But uh, there's other calls where you go, I don't know, this kind of shows contempt 
uh, for the system. Maybe they heard from China. It was another request that came down the pipeline from LeBron or whatnot. You know, this uh-huh. is the way we want it to roll. You know, it's funny because uh, it's almost like these Washington Nationals. They go to the White House and uh, Trump's not there. It would be the same. <laughs> right. So, you know, how disappointed would they be? You know, I don't know if you've been watching any of these rallies he's been holding of late, uh, trying to, you know, stir things up for the uh, folks who are running under the, the Republican ticket. Saw him, I guess it was in... Uh, Monroe, Louisiana last night, and he's talking about how he's the most successful president, uh, even more so than Ronald Reagan. Now, Reagan is sort of a demigod in Republican circles as a conservative, too. I mean, uh, there were a lot of things he accomplished that are still like milestones or touchstones. You wrote a piece recently that had to do with Andrew Scheer here, taking a lesson from another conservative icon, Barry Goldwater, who lost in 64. But it's a was, phenomenal segue. I thought we were going to talk did, about Trump. Yeah, No, no, I'm going down no, uh, yeah, Barry Goldwater Boulevard here <laughs> and just dovetailing it into uh, the lessons that could be applied to Andrew Scheer because I'm reading in your own papers, Anthony Fury, that uh, this guy may not be long for this world. Uh, what did I say? One headline, 42% think Scheer should go. Uh don't panic conservatives, uh, don't, you know, overreact. The members of the caucus actually met earlier this week up in Ottawa, and uh, they voted to allow the grassroots to decide at their conference, uh, I guess they're holding uh, a convention in April, rather than just have the caucus to vote on it, the 121 members. So what is uh, Shear's future as far as you see it, and who ought to make that determination? Well, that caucus thing doesn't happen in Canadian politics. It happens in British politics. It happens in Australian politics every nine months. They have a new prime minister. It's like a revolving door, and then sometimes the guy from three times ago comes back and, and is back. We don't do that here, partially because the party... Uh, caucus rules don't don't allow it. So what they voted on yesterday, they could have empowered themselves to do that. Say we don't want to do this. We value the grassroots, so the members are going to decide in April. I, I I don't like the idea of harping on about the liberal media bias and all that. But John, I think that's what's going on here in this case. All these headlines: Andrew Scheer, you can't win again. You this and that. I I mean, he's the opposition leader. You got Justin Trudeau has who has inherited all of these hot potato files. Where's the pressure on Justin Trudeau right now? Asking what's he going to do now that he leads the country? I mean. Andrew Scheer is, you know, not. He's just sitting around in the opposition benches for 18 months or however long it is. So I, I don't know why the narrative is all framed against Scheer. This thing is is going to play out, and there'll be the April leadership. And, and I think it's good that this happens, because if you can't get confidence within your own party, you're not going to have to go back and, and beat Justin Trudeau the next time around. So if he can't do that, then obviously he doesn't deserve to stick around. So I think it's a wise, fail-safe measure the party has. And and I'm actually a bit of an agnostic on the question because I think he, he gave it a good, pretty, you know, old college try there. He didn't win, but, well, he did win the popular vote and he increased the seat count and all of that. And we know you mentioned Ronald Reagan. That's a guy that took him three times until he took home the prize. John Diefenbaker lost like dozens of, he couldn't become city councillor. And then finally he went on and got his legacy. So it's okay. So what's the lesson from Barry Goldwater, Circa 64? Well, the Goldwater lesson is I'm looking at the landscape, and it's not just when it comes to Andrew Scheer, uh, but I'd say the entire conservative movement is they're afraid of their own shadows right now. you got policy files, you got massive debt and deficit. Uh, you've got, I think, a lot of people who are saying, well, the state is doing more and more in our lives. Do we actually want to do that? If these are the things you believe in, then just plant your feet firmly on the ground and say it and try and bring people over to your side. Because you're talking about Donald Trump going across the country and saying he is you know, the best leader ever or what have you. The one thing I will say about Donald Trump is he didn't he didn't campaign by focus group. I remember on election night, there's a guy on ABC News 
News who said that he met, he saw Donald Trump at the back of a room political event in 2013. He said, you going to run? He said, yeah, I think I'll do it. What are you going to run? And he said, I'm going to run on Make America Great Again. Because he felt it inchoately. He didn't like Hillary Clinton pay a bunch of pollsters to come up with some contrived thing. And it was all raw and it was all from the gut. Build a wall? I mean, who, who talks about that? No one was asking. I mean, a few people were. It wasn't the thing. He took public opinion like a bull by the horns and he pulled it over like this gargantuan Herculean feat. So whether you like Trump or you loathe him or whatever it is, you got to credit that it was a it was an amazing just feat of human accomplishment that he did in winning that. And I think the I think the conviction thing is what's missing in in Canadian conservatism. Right. Or he tapped into the zeitgeist because people were just so upset with, uh, you know, being betrayed by their political rulers, the elites and so on and so forth. So populism took root. Is that a fair interpretation, Andrew? Well, I think, you know, for example, Donald Trump understood that he could be pro-military and anti-war. So yeah. in other words, mm. he was in favor of the military, but not in favor of sending American troops to die in countries that then did not show any kind of support or favor for America. I mean, I don't know that Andrew Scheer wants to follow Goldwater's example, because Goldwater was a disaster as a as a nominee, and he sacrificed himself for the Republican Party. I think it was 16 years sort of keep it, basically bring it from an, an East Coast elite party into what Reagan was able to take and put into power. I don't know if Andrew, that's Andrew Scheer's uh, sort of desire. I think what happened with Goldwater, he was a disastrous candidate, but he was a great visionary if you want to look at what he, how he transformed the Republican Party after his, his terrible defeat. You know, it was interesting because as the West was in a white rage earlier this week or last week, uh, to your point that the media really hasn't focused on Justin Trudeau, he was out surfing in Tofino. They never brought that up, that his priorities uh, may be a little skewed. And he talked, too, about the number one concern for Canadians is green energy, jobs, and climate change. I want to come back and address that and a whole lot of other stuff with the Sound and the Fury folk, Anthony Fury from Sun Papers and Andrew Clark, contributing writer for the Globe and Mail. In a moment on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.